as a cactus and as charming as a kneel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a, a greasy black peel. Good evening, family. How's everybody doing today? A business account? That song right there was actually um, a version of Mr. Grinch done by Bob and his sons, man. It's pretty phenomenal. And that was Bob singing. Yes. Pretty awesome, man. Phenomenal job. Um, I was excited when I heard that earlier. And as we know, I, I love playing um, I love playing the musicians that we have so much of right here. And, and this uh, chat alone, much less throughout Bars Nation and so forth, a lot of amazing, talented musicians. And Bob pretty awesome that's right wade our bob so for those of you that did not get a chance to say hello to hello i was kind of slow on the typing today i was kind of watching a little video that came along with this song but god bless you all um guys this is kilted christian episode 501 msm liars thursday we also have eric ferguson here with us who wanted to talk to you real quick um and i'll let him get to it here in a second but guys let's go ahead and get into the intro once again kilted christian episode 501 msm liar thursday we are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We are the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. I'll tell you guys, I'm still just reeling from last night's show. If you did not get a chance to listen to it, um, it was a great show. Um, very sad to hear the story. Um, we chatted with her for about an hour after the show, just kind of, you know, talking about some more stuff that we're going to go over next week. Hopefully uh, Wednesday again next week, we will have um, Amanda back on to finish this story. Um, and I actually came across something we're going to be reading here in just a little bit that is a different story. It's the same story, different place almost. It's just craziness what's going on in this world. But 
this is the great thing about having these platforms is that we get to give people a voice and uh, tell the story so they can just push these out as far as they can to other people that are in the same situation or other people that know how to deal with the situation that may have connection attorneys or so forth can help them out. So I'm thankful that uh, my twin sister hooked us up. And like I said, it was, it was a tearjerker show kind of, kind oh, of infuriating yeah. a little bit too, but living, how are you doing? I am doing great. After hearing that song, it just kind of makes you want to get down and get down with some guitar playing. Oh, I know. That was pretty ah, phenomenal. Dang. I used to play my brother's guitar, but I was horrible. But man, that was killer, Bob. Love, love, loved it. Thanks for sending it to us. It's a good Christmas song. Yeah, no lie, man. It was, it was so well done. I'm probably my favorite version I've ever heard of that, too. So yeah. great, great job. Awesome. Awesome job. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to say a quick little hello to MSM Liars before we move on to Eric. Hi, MSM Liars. John, how are you doing? I am doing awesome, man. Good evening. I I, I got to go back and listen to last night's show. I fell asleep while you were doing the news. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we got through the news and it ended up being kind of a tearjerker, infuriating. I, I was just kind of upset about it. You know, just it, it's. I don't know just what's going on in this world today. Um, she'll come on and finish this, this story. Um, mm -hmm. But just a really intelligent, good soul person. It was just, it was an absolute honor to have her on the show. Um, and then to be able to kind of spread that out a little bit. So hopefully, you know, the right people can come in and help her. And I thank everybody here in the chat for your suggestions, which we sent all those suggestions to her. Uh, um, living was taking screenshots and then sending mm -hmm. them over to um, her email so she has all of that everything that you guys brought into it so i thank you very very much and uh i'm sure you guys were very uplifting yeah we we tried to be, about man. it all we so tried you guys to be, are so awesome in chat so yeah she she's such a strong person and i gotta yeah. give that to her but well john i'll be back to you in just a moment um we've got eric ferguson here with us and uh he just wants to talk to you guys real quick and it was an absolute privilege to have him come on with us. And uh, I know he's got to get to bed because he's got to work. Oh, man, stupid work. Adulthood. <laughs> Eric, how are you doing, brother? Not too bad. Surviving. I mean, everybody knows the story, what's going on in the life of me, my wife and my family. But the biggest reason why I wanted to stop by, this is not just for me. This is for the family and this is for anybody else who's going to be listening to this on the replay and wondering we've always asked the question what can we do and what are we going out there to do and i guess basically the simple fact it's kind of a heartless plug for what the vineyard team is doing that my over the last three months my uh, father-in-law has been in the hospital um the original diagnosis, um, but wasn't the cause of death, was West Nile. Wow. And they started fighting that, and he was looking good progress the last three weeks. <clears throat> and this is where it kind of hits me hard, because I know about the medical industry and life and the way it is, that uh, apparently um, Monday night, he... Uh, apparently contracted something that started attacking his lungs. I don't know the specific term of it. And they tried two rounds of antibiotics. And after they did the final blood test of the two sets of antibiotics, um, they said that he 
they did another x-ray um tuesday morning to find out that he his lungs were cloudy and had black spots all over him like they were dying and my mind went directly to what's going on in the medical industry so now that you have the backstory we lost wayne at uh 5 58 on the 5th in the evening for us military folks 1758 and I, I actually went into soldier mode at that point, and it was basically time to do uh, casualty control, which referring to my mother and my wife and my sister and everybody else who was there. Um, but the biggest thing is, is um, I was home Monday night and Kelly went to the hospital by herself and because I wanted to give the opportunity to my children to be able to say goodbye. So I stayed back and I gathered my daughter. Uh, my two boys were actually working and they couldn't take time off that instant. And uh, this is where everything for me while I was sitting at home alone uh, thinking of the situation, um, right after the show on Monday, I jumped on the vineyard, which is our prayer group. And I said, I need help. And in the instant and in the moment, right after the kilted show, there were nine people in the vineyard and that's where this community I've learned and loved over the last, I'm going on four years now in some way, shape or form. And Bards Fest was the proverbial nail in the coffin for me. I, we've heard everybody's stories about how we've lost our blood siblings to issues and things and, and their selves. And for anyone out there, that is listening to this now and has questions or anyone who's gonna listen to this and has questions there is one absolutely magnificent god-centered family that will bend over backwards to share your burdens amen mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. just for a simple fact if there is anyone hurting in any way shape or form we are here for you as the vineyard was there for me, as Duncan and Livin were there for me, and in magnificently, because since Bards Fest, not only have has my faith gotten stronger, but Kelly and I's faith as a couple has gotten stronger. Beautiful. Because at the beginning, it was just all me talking and she wasn't putting things together and then when she met everybody in kentucky that i was passionate about it opened her eyes to a whole new world and a stronger faith and this is i wanted to let everybody know i love you thank you from the bottom of my heart there is in no way shape or form i can repay anybody for their kindness, the way they showed me over the last week. It is such a blessing to have you all. And I love you. And I will see you 
for more episodes and my vineyard family. I'll see you tomorrow morning, bright and early. Awesome, man. Well, our hearts go out to you for yes. sure. And I just mm-hmm. ask that, you know, please give Kelly a, a big, big hug, big hug for, for yes. us and uh, d- tell her to give you one from us as well. Yeah. So it's like a reciprocation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Big bear yeah. hug. That's the most definite. And thank you for giving me some time. It, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely beautiful what we have here. Mm-hmm. And it really is. The, the grace of God couldn't have done a better job that he's giving us the capability of doing. Mm-hmm. We got a great family. It, it is, you know, because the family yeah. gets us through so much and, and we try to do the same. And that's really what this is all about is, you know, as true Christians, you know, we have to be here for one another, but even better, we want to be here for one another. Mm-hmm. And that's the Absolutely. beauty of this family is this family um, will go out of their way to make sure that someone else who is hurting, as I say at the end of every show, when one of this falls, there's five others there to lift us up as we will be doing the same for them one day. And, yes. and there's no, there's so much truth in that. Um, and we see examples of that every day. We do. Well, the, the biggest thing that comes with it, sorry, John, that uh, I've quoted in the vineyard multiple times, the poem footsteps in the sand. And that's exactly what yes. it is. It is. We are the embodiment of Christ and it is our turn. Now he shared our burden and gave us the greatest gift that any person could give us on earth. And now it's our turn to do that and love and cherish our neighbor as we love and cherish him. Amen. Exactly. Absolutely, man. And I'm sorry for your loss, brother. That is, I've been there. You know, you guys all know I lost my dad last May and it, it's a rough situation. I know that Bob has gone through a rough year of jab went through something yeah, similar recently. Con- yeah. I mean, Jim Conley. Conley yeah. Doozy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the burdens stack up. So it's awesome that we're here for each other because it is, it, and it is, I felt the same way a year and a half ago. Yeah. You know, everybody was there for me. Everybody was picking me up and it was great. Yeah. It's going to be, um, you know, sadly, here for you, brother. sadly, and it's one thing that I was talking to my mother about earlier is, you know, there's two, there's two guarantees when you're born, one of those guarantees is you're not going to get through life without a relationship with God and Christ. The second one is you're born to die, you know, and it, it's, those are inevitabilities, but it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it any easier. Um, and that's the beauty about family is that family really helps take away the burden and the pain. Yeah. Just I think having the, somebody to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I that's made it through my life is I absolutely love the movie Shawshank Redemption. And that one saying, you got to make a choice, you get busy living, or you get busy dying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not ready to die yet. So I got to live. So I'm going to bid you guys a farewell. God Thank bless you, your brother. God bless we, you. We, you. we love you so yeah, much. And, you. Uh, and like I said, you know, just, if you need anything, just reach, reach out, out to us. Just reach out to us. We're here. You got our number. We'll do. Yeah. You guys have Send a very blessed. Send our love blessed... to, your, to your beautiful wife, too. I will. You guys have mm-hmm. a very blessed evening. You right. too. Everyone send in their love. Love you, brother. Yep. Harrison. Yep. Got lots of love in the chat. So when you get off, do a quick check. <laughs> I will do. Check, check. Yes, you know, ma'am. Check, check. <laughs> a chatty check. <laughs> a chatty check. There you go. All right. Blessings. Love you guys. Love, love you too. Good night. Good night. God bless, man. Oh, man. This is hard. Well, John, brother, how are you doing? I am. I am okay. I know we just we're, 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 we're just going to depress you right off the bat. I mean, it's 
so many people, I say this, it just, I say this more than I should, but like we're, we're yeah. going through the chaos of the world together. And then we have these like extra little burdens and, you know, things thrown into our individual lives, which just makes it right. even more difficult. And, and it wouldn't be, you know, Bob said that he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this family. Mm -hmm. And the thing is though, is that this is a wonderful family. They, I've seen, they will stop what they're doing and pray. When I asked people last night at the end of the show, you know, just to, after the show, if everybody would just take a moment, get on their knees and pray, do I doubt one bit that that didn't happen? No, I guarantee you people got I done with it, this yeah. show, hopped I'm on their sure knees and it. prayed for Amanda. And, and she was just as thankful as can be. Um, part of the reason she got through that without literally crying was just the love that was coming through the chat, you know? Um, it makes a difference, man. It makes a huge difference to know that there are just people there for you. Yeah, exactly. It really, really does. Um, man, I'll tell you, it's just, it's so heartbreaking. Cause I mean, we're, we're like, I mean, this was a rough year, let's face it. And it was so weird too, man, is like this year, if you guys remember, it just felt like a couple of weeks ago that it was January. I'm like, man, this year is going to fly by. And <laughs> now we're in December and, and November, it seemed to take a long time. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Well, you see, the older you get, the smaller a percentage of your life a second is. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when you're born one second and when you're one second old, a second is 100% of your life. So that second is a lifetime to you at that moment. Yeah. Then a minute becomes a lifetime when you're a minute old because that minute is your lifetime at that moment. Then an hour, then a day, then a week, then a year, then a decade, then a century. Yep. So as you get older and, you know, you're 50 years old. One second is such a small percentage of those 50 years that those seconds seem to fly by so much faster they because do. of the percentage of the amount of time that they are of your life is and so much smaller. Let them go by, man, because we're eternal. Hope, you know, we've got eternal yeah. life, you know, through through our Heavenly Father. And you know what? I'm okay with, with shedding the meat suit. Right. Well, if you draw it out on paper, what it does is it turns into the golden ratio. It's It's the same as the spiral of life. Yeah. So... Eventually it opens up at the end. Yeah, exactly. Which is really cool. Off kilter it's says a, it's a very cool analogy to die is to gain in Christ. And, <laughs> and you know, that's very well said. Yeah, true. And, and Debo says, I think it's because we have fewer big events. That's because I'm less capable to do what I could do. <laughs> like we're, we're going to be, uh, um, just to let you guys know, and I'll say it again in the show. Um, we'll be back on Monday tonight. Yes. Yeah. Because we're, this is our big, um, holiday hoopla um, mm -hmm. in our area. So I'm going to be ice skating and taking advantage of that all weekend because we only get that ice for one weekend. So we'll get to go out. We're going to take the opportunity to to meet um, mm -hmm. a lot of people in the community that we haven't gotten to meet because they'll all be gathered in one place. Um, hey, Matt and Hev, why don't you guys come ice skating with us? Hey, Matt and Hev. You guys want to know? <laughs> what, day, what days are you going down every day? Friday night. Yeah, Friday night for sure. Sure. And, and then a Saturday evening. Yeah. You should come down, John. Sunday, yeah. Come skate. I might, I might try and talk the family into it. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come down, on down tomorrow night. Like I said, I think it starts about six or so tomorrow. Evening. It does. The parade starts at six. Yeah, right? we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna yeah. make sure to get out there. So I'm gonna be on the ice while everybody else is watching the parade. And, <laughs> you might uh, not be yeah. open. Yeah, we'll see. But I know um, I'm gonna get definitely gonna hit tomorrow because it's supposed to rain throughout the it, weekend. Yeah, Saturday, um, right? Yeah, I think. But it's so heavy. Towards the evening. I wonder if they do the parades down there like they do up here. I don't know if you've seen a parade in Kentucky before, Dude, but they had a parade tractors. here. They had a we, we have we have a guy tractors. that literally sits on the side of the road 
every day and just waves at people <laughs> that drive by. It's like one, awesome. it's, it's on Main Street, yeah. on Main Road, yeah. And they literally had a parade for his birthday. Yeah. Our last mm -hmm. our last parade here at Independence, there was 110 Jeeps in it. Oh wow! Were you in it? Yeah, all the Jeep. Yeah, usually all the Jeepers. Yeah. Go up, meet at the school, and join the parade. Oh, and how fun! It takes like three hours for the whole thing to get through everything because there's a so good many time. vehicles. Because there's a, a Mustang group, a Jeep group, an mm -hmm. old classic car group, and they all get everybody meets up and gets in it. So, yeah, Heck yeah that's that's a lot of fun. So you guys walk away with like two pounds of candy because everybody throws candy at people. Oh yeah. Well, we're gonna we'll definitely have golf carts because we're supposed to have like a a decorated golf cart contest. that's yeah. going on. Don't let. Joseph break his neck. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't. I'm really gonna try hard not to. I'll, I'll try to catch him. <laughs> it's just kidding. Yes, yeah, so I'll come. I'll, I'll come on here. I'll pain med it up. If he's all bandaged up with his head all wrapped, it's gonna be an interesting show. <laughs> yeah, if I go ice skating, you won't see me for a few months because I'll be right recovering be, in be the hospital. Sore. Well, and and I'll kill. I doubt the ice will break. Because it's an ice rink and, and <laughs> it's not even close to being able to freeze our water yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I did find out how to tell if it was thick enough. Right. Yeah. To to uh to go skating on. So we'll see. Because we got what like, do you do? Jump on everywhere. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, if you're, you we, don't go through, you're good. <laughs> yeah. We we throw someone that we like less onto the ice. And oh. <laughs> we let them test it out. <laughs> Joe Biden's a little bit that's tied what I'm up saying. right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. get somebody from the matter of fact, Austin Lloyd. That's who, that's my choice this year. Austin Lloyd will be the one thrown onto the ice to see if it's thick enough to skate on. <laughs> well, you know, in the seventy, I think it was seventy nine, the Ohio froze over completely. <laughs> yeah, I buy really. So they were driving tractors and Volkswagens and everything else across the Ohio River. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow! Well, really? Yeah. I'd love her. I'd love to throw all my skates on and go skate on some natural ice. Uh, if it gets cold enough to freeze the river again, I'm leaving. Yep. And broomball games. There we go. Devo, that's what we need, some broomball games or some pickup hockey. It'll be like me and probably the one other dude that knows how to play hockey. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what is that? Yeah, what is that one weird sport where you have the rock and you send it down the ice and you oh, broom and throw um, the curling? Curling. Curling, yeah. yeah. I would do that. I think that looks like fun. Um, That would be fun. It kind of looks like the opposite of fun to me. Really? Yeah, it's, it's it's slow, and then you're like, all right, 20 minutes later, your rock gets down to the other side. <laughs> well, I, well, it's like okay. Alaskan shuffleboard. It may be fun. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm like, compared to hockey, it's pretty slow. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. And I don't even know how much longer that sport's going to be around because the only place that makes the stone for, curl, for curling is Sterling, Scotland, and they're running out of the mineral. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to figure out how to make a, a generic version of that. See, that's what I was right? saying, Chris, in Michigan. He loves rocks. You think he'd love to curl. I just like throwing <laughs> rocks. So maybe if I'm curling at a Biden or, or curling right? at a shift, that, that would make the sport more fun. Because then I wouldn't have to ask God to help me keep the curl in my pocket. He'd be like, <laughs> right. nah, just, right. just chunk it. <laughs> just chuck it. Yeah, millstone. There we go. Yep. Montana, dude. Exactly. I'll chunk a millstone at him. <laughs> We're gonna need more millstones. Truth Patriot likes hurling stones. <laughs> yeah, we we all do. Yeah. We all do. Um, Antifa, can you go stand over there like a bowling pin setup? <laughs> oh yeah. So you know what's funny? We were watching Gotham last night, and all of like 
the Joker's little minions. Oh I was like, gosh. dude, that's just like Antifa. It really it's was. Literally a bunch of like little dumb if indoctrinated nobody, anarchists. If nobody has watched Gotham on Tubi, get on it and start watching it. It is it's awesome. Oh, it's my favorite word. Free. <laughs> free. It's awesome. It's free. From the Scottish guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. From the frugal Scott. The fru- it's free. The Scott. That's what you should have named this show. The frugal, frugal Scott. <laughs> Kilted Christian just has a nice little flow. <laughs> Come die in a or, well. Well. Um, And I'm your host, Spicy McHaggis. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy McHaggis. <laughs> and I'm his buddy, Doug Reamer. <laughs> I'm not even going to go with you guys on that. I'm just going to zip it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to yeah, exactly we'll have to do a sub a sub sub show <laughs> because kilted christian Doug brothers Reamer. in a bible chasing squirrels <laughs> that could be our new uh handles for the show exactly and this is your host spicy mchaggis <laughs> i just like i just like saying that <laughs> it sounds funny i use doug reamer as a basketball name in my in one of the old oh games God. I had, Doug Reamer kind of <laughs> kind of sounds like the name that you would give yourself in a very dirty <laughs> industry. <laughs> this is a Christian Doug show. Reamer for the three. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> it, it just has that ring to it. <laughs> I know. I'm in very. You guys. I know you can't see her, but her face is like tomato red right now. Oh, and it's so swollen, and so I look like a tomato. She's blending in with the American flag. <laughs> but um, so before we get into a little bit of of griping, I mean news. Um, I had I've had some really crazy dreams um over the last week. One, oh one, one of them, um, he was eating zombies, but <laughs> well, that was last one. Um, All right. But like a few days ago, I had a dream that, uh, we were like literally in the spiritual war, like battling demons and stuff. And I had Jeff to my side and, and God, um, had literally paired people <laughs> off into groups, you know, to watch each other's backs. And, oh, uh, we were right behind Michael, like the angel, Michael. Um, it was a very realistic dream. This is like the third dream that I've had that Michael was in it. He's gigantic. Like, is he? Huge. He's like Ooh. four times our size. Yeah. Um, and then to, last night I had a dream um, that I heard about the zombie pandemic on Twitter and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Just another solar flare. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. another, another people talking is not real. So I opened the door and peeked out and I'm like, Oh no, there are zombies everywhere. So I shut the door and then I, <laughs> I made sure that my family was safe, but I couldn't help but go out into this with my gun and uh, make sure that nobody was on the street that wasn't a zombie, pulling them into our house to make sure they had a safe place. Um, and it was so real um, that when I went out today to go shopping with my mom, I literally carried my gun with me just in case. <laughs> He was panicked that zombies were gonna attack him in the Walmart awesome. parking lot. I'm like, here we go, here we go, man. We're gonna we're gonna see zombies today. But it was like it was one of those dreams though that you get up, you wake up from, and you're still like, well, you we well, okay, for wait a minute. So we got woken up at really early, which is not time for you to get up. Oh anyway. no, I'm usually like I literally like an hour after I go to go to bed. Um, he, goes, he comes out stumbling. Yeah, like, so What's going let, on? let me explain to you guys Kentucky time. <laughs> It, it's Press not it's 12. not precise okay <laughs> so like 
I will be there before lunch could could literally mean two o'clock in the afternoon or apparently it means eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so so we um Oh my god, that was hilarious. If, if I had told you guys before is that when I purchased this house, um, one of the selling points was it had a fireplace. Yeah. So when I got here, I didn't realize that the fireplace was all hooked up um, to propane. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't sure if um, you could use it as a fire burning or if it was predominantly or strictly propane. Um, and there's no one right here in this area mm -hmm. that does this. So um, living got a hold of somebody that lives in Sterling. Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. And awesome guys, just oh, unbelievable, amazing person. So they came out. They were here um, right about eight o'clock this morning, <laughs> about an hour after I went to sleep. And uh, and the beautiful great news is that um, it is a firewood Woods, burning place yes. that was actually turned over, um, converted into um, gas. So they cut the gas thing, they very sealed cool. it up, and we had our very first fire tonight. So I'm excited because. I'm frugal. I think I said that earlier. <laughs> yes. And uh, if I can keep my heater off and use uh, logs in a fire, I would totally rather do that. Plus, I love the smell of, of fire. Um, oh, yeah. It smells amazing. Yeah. So we had our first fire this evening, and uh, I'm very excited. And I'm thankful, too, because Bruce awesome. and his partner were amazing. They mm -hmm. came all the way from Sterling. They were originally going to charge us around 250 to do you know everything they needed to, um, to inspect cameras it, inside. cameras inside, cleaning, cleaning. and so forth. And he came That's down. That's cheap, goes, anyways. Well, yes. not, no, it gets even better because he came. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? We didn't have to clean. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we just had to do some other things and uh, and then inspect it and then you know get rid of the you know seal it off you know and all this other stuff. So he was like, I don't want to charge you guys what I told you I was going to. So how about 120 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. He so, come up here. I'll pay him extra to come up here because I need both of my fireplaces inspected. Well, we'll give clean. you his number. No, he definitely will. Matter of fact, yeah. I told him that we would throw promotion out. Yes. For him. Um, so I'll throw that. Yeah, absolutely. Give me his number because I was mm -hmm. I don't know where to look. I was I, me and my wife were just talking about it yesterday. You love him. He's super awesome guy. Awesome. Um, yes. Like I said, he was very honest because mm -hmm. he didn't have to. Um. And then a cool thing too is that you know we had the. The little gas log um propane unit. hookup unit inside of it mm -hmm. and you know we were gonna put it up on craigslist just to you know get a little money off of it and um i asked him you know i was like Do you, would you have any use for this and he was like well actually there's an older lady that lives in my town and i told her that she bought some um one of these systems that i would put it in for free so she wouldn't have to spend so much money and i was like give this to her yes. that way she doesn't have to spend any money all she mm -hmm. has to do is go out and get the propane so we got to help somebody out in the meantime. So it was awesome. I feel so Very good cool. mm -hmm. how God works like that and gives yes. us an opportunity to be able to help someone else out. Like it just, it's such a great feeling. Yeah. See, and that, you know, that's one thing. And we even talked to him about, we have like a propane heater. So um, we even asked him if he, anybody he knew needed that too, that we can help out. And I'll tell you what, this Bruce guy is so nice. And if anybody needs their fireplace cleaned in Kentucky and wherever you are, John, he is the one to go yeah, to. Yeah, very cool. And so I'll send you his phone number and tell him that I sent you there. Yeah. Definitely do. And I'll send you guys this thread that I just came across this about way? the explosion of the house in Arlington. I know. I, was, I read that earlier. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So you got it then. Good. Yeah. It gets uh, cultural, hu cultural husbandry. Yeah, it, it, everybody was Chinese and and had all kinds of weird connections to everything. Even going back to um, the Attorney General 
or not attorney. Who was it? The the Hol- guy Eric Holder. Reagan. Eric Holder. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to one of the guys that was a uh, defense secretary under Reagan, uh, Richard Pearl. Yeah, it was like way. Cool. It wasn't. It wasn't what they said it was. No, it sounds like it was a hit. It and was it's the second guy from this Global Crossings Ltd, which is a company um, that was killed in the last two weeks. Yep, exactly. And there's yeah, so like, many. There was a overturned um, gas uh, jet fuel tank that went over at one of the airports today. This stuff happens way too frequently. You know what I'm saying? Like it's they always right. talk about the stuff when stuff happens, but like how many train wrecks were there this year? How many overturned this or crashed that? Then the Saudi prince died today in another airplane crash. And I go back to what Q said. Seven out of ten. Wait, um, the air- Saudi prince? The one that... Not, not Ben Salamani or whatever his name is. But okay. It was, uh, the, that would have been crazy. It was the one with like a really long name. It's like it's like a 12 name name. But yeah, he was like 62 years old. Um, And Q said that, uh, that seven out of ten um, airplane crashes are targeted. They're not like, you know, just right. malfunction that falls out of the air. They're, they're targeted to bring people down. Um, we're seeing more and more of this. But so we'll get into a little bit of news. And we'll get into our topic. Tonight's topic that we we're going to talk about is bread and circuses, um, all the distractions and what they use. And uh, we actually just a couple of things happened today that we talked about that fit perfectly into this conversation. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. But first, um, so I told you the other night that, uh, Margie Taylor Green came out talking about our leadership and how um, our Speaker of the House went out, made a backdoor deal with Schumer in order to um, get Ukraine money and so forth. Well, apparently that wasn't legit because the Senate turned it down today. Oh, really? Yeah, the Senate turned it down. So if they had made a backdoor deal with Schumer, you know darn well it would have passed Right. You know, in the Senate. Um, so here's the big question. Who's the liar? You know, Margie Taylor Green is looking sketchier and sketchier, man. And I liked her I don't a lot trust her, at man. one point, man, but I don't trust her at all anymore. And exactly, she's trying to make Johnson look bad. She was hooking up with uh, McCarthy. McCarthy has like a year or two left in his term and he's leaving, which shows you one thing. It's all about themselves. When he got the boot, he was like, well, I guess I can't feed my pocket like I could. So it wasn't in his best interest to stick around in Congress any longer. But here's my question. What about the people that wasted their vote on this guy? Right? Yeah. A lot of people voted to get him in and I don't like him. I'm glad that he's leaving. But my point is that people voted for him. So it just shows you how little these people care about the people that voted for him. And they only care about themselves because him leaving um, after they got rid of court, because he made sure that Cortez got the boot. Then he decides to leave in in December. So now we are one person majority in the House of Representatives. It doesn't matter. Am I disappointed? Normally, I would have been like outraged. Like, are you kidding me? But we've got so many rhinos. Like, there's so many rhinos. It doesn't matter. What have they done with the majority? Nothing. Like nothing. They keep sending money overseas um, to Ukraine, and. uh, and then the Ukraine stuff gets crazier and crazier and crazier. So let me go find this little thing that I had earlier. So check this out. So <clears throat> Tucker Carlson, the Biden administration is openly threatening Americans over Ukraine. So we had first, we had a congressman that came out and said, we need to get this money out to Ukraine this year because we're not going to have any money left next year. Well, 
we need money here in this country. So what, you're just going to go spend the last little bit of money that we have and send it over to the Ukraine? Um, and it has to be done this year? No, it doesn't have to be ever done because, it, you know, I just want someone to point out, because they keep saying for our national security. Somebody explain right. to me, anybody, explain to me how Ukraine against Russia in any way affects our national security here. It does not. Right. So and do you have the, uh, do you have any of the debate pulled up? I don't have any of the debate pulled up. Okay, good. I didn't want to talk about it if you were going into it, but Vivek <laughs> so absolutely hammered Nikki Haley on Ukraine. And I answered that question that she couldn't answer. Name three provinces, the three provinces in Ukraine. Right. And, and the thing is, is look, I'm not running for president. I don't need to, to be how even have to deal with political diplomatic, you know, foreign relations like she does. She, she's trying to tell you how badly we need to support Ukraine and give them money. And then when asked, name me three provinces. I mean, that she couldn't even the name, money to, right? How about Odessa and Kiev? You, we at least hear those on the news all the time. And Donbass. And Donbass. Don and there's three right there. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but of course she didn't have the answer to that. She didn't have a lot of answers, but she's pulling the old woman card. Like, you know, we need a woman. You ask a man to do something, but the woman's the one that gets it done. Like, oh my gosh, dude. It what a sad, sad thing. And why are they still doing this? Why is Christy still on this? Christy has zero chance. He's like he led him up too. Oh, he did. Matter of fact, he was like go backstage and get some and donuts. Eat yourself a nice dinner and, and just leave us alone. I mean, right. he is uh, as far as unlikable politicians, he rates up at the top, man. Christy Green, right. <laughs> exactly. Well, Drew and Casey. Megan Kelly hammered DeSantos. Oh yeah, she lit him up with that question about his support and how Trump is destroying him in Florida, big time. Like Trump's up like 40 percent, I think, over him in thirty Florida. to forty. Yeah, it was forty something today. So it, yeah, I mean that's his state. It's where he lives. That's where he's lived. And that's where he's a governor and Trump's kicking his butt. Um, but here it right. gets even worse. This whole Ukraine thing. Check this out, guys. So Biden administration is openly threatening Americans over Ukraine. In a classified briefing in the House yesterday, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin informed members that if they don't appreciate or appropriate more money for Zelensky, we will send your uncles, cousins, and sons to fight Russia. Right. So basically, yeah. either pay the oligarchs or we're going to kill your kids. I mean, how what? about uh, what what Tucker said and what Elon said the other day? I think that's a fitting response to that guy. What was what was that? I know because I know Tucker verified that this was actually said. No, what he's what what Tucker said and what uh, Elon said to the ads, the Disney ad executives and everybody that was oh, threatening yeah. to leave the yeah, platform. Yeah, they, they were calling out the yeah, they were calling out them like big yeah. time. Um and I'm glad, I'm grateful. Uh he, there was a great interview tonight with our they were released today with Alex Jones um on and Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. Ooh, I gotta go watch that. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. I haven't either. But yeah Tucker Is there any spoilers? Was that oh no Is he talks about they, they covered everything. New World Order um, him being booted from the um X, uh, you just they covered everything. Tonight. Oh yeah, it's a good one to go on. They talk. What do you guys think about Vivek Ramosway? I don't trust him. No, but I don't. As either. far as like for entertainment value, he's, he's awesome. Mm -hmm. And 
I wish that I could trust him. I, I don't know why. There's right. just something about him. But, you know, I'll be honest with you. As far as a VP pick, if Trump could control yes. him. But the problem is that look what happened with Pence. So I just, I don't know. Like, it, there's something about And he about is him. so charismatic that it might, Trump might not pick him for that reason. Yeah, because he, yeah. Yeah, well. But, I mean, he, he called out the 9-11 and the, the, uh. The involvement of Saudi Arabia in 9-11, he called out how fake that was and how they've been lying to the American people for 20 years. And he called out uh, the January 6th being an inside job. And he did that all on the debate See, Exactly. But that's the thing, though, is that we know how they play the game. When they're running mm-hmm. for right. office, they'll tell you anything you want to hear. But wasn't the first mm-hmm. time that they, they did that um, they did that panel, didn't he take Trump's? speech and kind of twisted around He's, he did the same thing with Obama's speech like somebody oh, that, that was that Obama. Here, yeah okay that, that was Obama yeah. okay but, but still um, you know and the thing is is Melania um wants Tucker to be his VP and I wouldn't I wouldn't complain. I would be down for that I'd be totally yeah. down with that yeah I, I would be too I mean in a I world Tucker in a world of people that I absolutely don't trust um I'd rather somebody that I kind of trust you know get that spot and I think Tucker would be phenomenal because I mean since his shackles have been released, he's been very open and, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like, I don't know, like I said, we just live in a weird world. I don't even think we're going to have the election. We've said that before. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't right? think any of us know. Well, it, I mean, I could see Vivek being VP and Tucker being press secretary. Oh, and Carrie or, Lake. Or Carrie Lake. vice versa. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, oh, they would talking- light up the press. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Would be great. Oh man, just imagine that. They you thought it was bad last time when Trump was running with saying anything that he wanted to say. Just imagine Tucker. He'd be the same exact right. way. He kind of reminds me of like a, a less sassy Trump. Yeah. But pretty close. <laughs> say what he wants right. to. Um so next we got this right here, you know. Guys, keep an eye on your children. Um apparently there are schools that are administering um the nasal vaccination to the children and the parents weren't even told about this. Oh, I send that to send it to Kilted um, to our telegram. I will. And then I can send that to a few people. All right. Yeah. I'll send this one. It's on my Twitter. So I'll send Boy, it. If someone stuck something up my kid's nose, they'd be dead. I'm yeah. sorry. It was like, like a hell hath no fury. Like oh no, not at cross all. the line. No, exactly. You know, then we've got the, um, Bio, um, biothesist uh, Matthew Lau, humans should be genetically modified to induce an intolerance to meat in order to prevent climate change. Like, oh, oh goodness gracious. They're openly saying this, this craziness. What's even crazier is people actually believe that crap. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, here, here's my thing. Um, if we're going to redact cows because they eat grass and fart, um, we need to re- we need to redact vegans the same way because they eat grass and fart, right? And that's how it, is that fair? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's fair. I would you just there's just no there were so many buffalo that it just dwarfed the number of cattle we have in this country, mm-hmm. and it didn't cause an, it's just that the argument is so flawed and stupid. I can't no. even get into the debate of it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just ridiculous how they keep pushing this stuff and and more ridiculous. Like I said, it's less ridiculous that they're pushing it because we get it, we see it. Um, it's more ridiculous that there's people out there that buy into this. 
Yeah. Right. Oh, you meat eaters. It's like, heck yeah, man. It was so tasty. Let me, let me tell you about my meat experience. (laughs) You're right. I can lift things and I have muscle tone. It's terrible to eat meat. Would you like some? You got it going tonight, babe. (laughs) Would you like some, would you like some au jus on your cabbage? (laughs) Right. The sun doesn't kill me. me. Yeah, I'm going to mute her because she's embarrassed right now. So she's going to go cry in a corner because oh I'm embarrassing God, her. You're not embarrassing me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just fed up with with stupidity. But at least oh I'm not gosh. getting angry about it. I'm just being funny about it. But we're all on that same page right now. I think we're, we're just we're done with the craziness. They're going to they're trying to they're gonna feed us insects, you know, um, they're going to get rid of everything tasty. No more <laughs> peanut butter cups. You'll have peanut, peanut bugger cups, you know, filled with like oh, insect parts and, and, uh, Oh, geez. <laughs> I won't survive this. No. If they do that. That's, I, I eat meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. I eat green beans sometimes, <laughs> but I survive on a healthy diet of meat. Oh, yeah, Meat's man. It's good for you if it's so, not Walmart. Like, uh, <laughs> I would I would not do well in a vegetarian world. Oh no! And a lot of people would not. A lot of people eat meat almost exclusively. Mm -hmm. I'm literally going to go outside and make fun of my chickens for eating cabbage. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Me like you cabbage eaters. (laughs) Well, they they just I mean they've lied to us so much about food and the food pyramid and all that crap. The pyramid, like yeah, everything. It's it's such garbage. We need fats. We need oils. We need iron. I mean, you think about, remember eggs? Yeah. Like, I remember literally from the 80s till now, it's like, eggs are good for you. Eggs are bad for you. Eggs are good for you. Eggs will kill right. you. Eggs keep you from getting heart attacks. Eggs give you heart attacks. It's it's like that same thing with coffee. Like, literally everything, they jump back and forth. I'm waiting for them to tell me that, that Fruit Loops are good for you, man. I haven't seen oh. that news beat yet. <laughs> and milk, milk's bad for you now, right? You got to get the skim milk and the low fat milk. Oh, well, that yeah. takes all the vitamins. No, no. Now eat. it's like rice it's milk, milk and almond milk. They're like, yeah. Eat. Oh, yeah. And now guess yeah. what's coming next? Bug milk. And bug. you think I'm bug joking. Cricket milk. It's <laughs> coming. <laughs> They're going to imagine that. Wait, job. you milk bugs? No, just imagine that job. Be like, what do you do for a living? Mealworm I milk milk. I milk crickets. <laughs> <laughs> it takes right. a lot longer than a cow. It takes like a billion Jeez. crickets to get one gallon of milk. <laughs> With their little cricket udders. Yeah, you can milk anything with nipples. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've never I've never inspected a cricket close enough Uh-oh. to determine if they've got like udders. <laughs> they do not have udders. Okay. <laughs> Be like, huh, look at that. Who knew? Okay. Go. I'm pretty oh, sure that's pretty mammalian exclusive. <laughs> The bug udders. Lemon's laughing so hard, her stomach's hurting. Oh my god! Like Conley's hamsters, exactly. <laughs> hamsters. Ooh. Oh my god! Cricket nipples. It doesn't, it doesn't sound. <laughs> so we all learned something new today. <laughs> Watch everybody's gonna. They're gonna leave the show. Kilted Christian gets there overnight. Everybody. Google's like, man, what is this? This sudden <laughs> surge of like cricket udders. <laughs> right. What what's what's trending on Twitter? <laughs> cricket nipples. Killed <laughs> cricket, cricket nipples. nipples. Oh gosh. 
Hey, we could do a social experiment and share it out there and see if we can get cricket nipples trending on Twitter. We should, man. We should. We need to get Jesus trending first and then followed by. You know what I'm saying? So the main thing. All right. So now that we've gotten that, I'm going to get back into the crappiness of this world. We'll see how we can make fun of this. The government makes it so easy to make fun of them. Um, so now it's Venezuela versus Brazil over Guyana. So John, um, if John vacuum salesman Kirby is what this says, um, throw out just a pile word salad today. Um, and asked how far the U.S. would go to help Guyana. Um, this dude has no business in his job that whatsoever. He says he reminds of somebody that completely fluffed their resume and then got into the job realizing that he actually had to do the job that he applied for. Um, and here we go again. So I'm going to play this little clip. It's 59 seconds. Drawing too, too strong connective tissue between routine military operations uh, that we do in the region uh, in this particular issue. That said... Uh, as I said before, we recognize the sovereign territory of Guyana. And uh, as we do with many nations, sovereign nations uh, in the region, uh, we, uh, we conduct operations and exercises as appropriate. How far would the U.S. be willing to go to show that support? Would it be willing to help Guyana maintain that territorial integrity? Militarily. Yeah. I'm not going to speculate about that kind you of a, a thing. We, what I said yesterday stands. Uh, we want the internationally recognized border recognized. Uh, recognized. Uh, we want um, we we want these two sides to work it out uh, diplomatically. Uh, we've already expressed our support for the 1899 arbitral award, which set that boundary. And and as I also said yesterday, we don't want to see this come to blows. There's no reason for it to. Okay, so let me let me put this into laden terms and in, in regular English from this word salad that he just spit out. Um, we will send military over there. It depends on how much oil or how much money we can make out of intervening in this war. There we go. See? Simple. Where is Guyana? I know that's what I'm saying. Have you ever heard of Guyana before? <laughs> Where? I know. What is Guyana? Apparently, apparently um, it wouldn't even been mentioned that these guys weren't profiting off of it somehow. And we will intervene right. the moment that we can make money. So my guess is Guyana is a, a very healthy, oil-rich country. Or on the border of Brazil? I don't know. I mean, dude, what do we get involved in that we don't profit off of? That's the question. We don't, but obviously if this is a country next to Brazil, Brazil would destroy this place in a mm -hmm. matter of moments. Yeah, because, because I've heard so, of Brazil before. I've heard of Brazil, Argentina. I think I've heard of. I've never heard of Guyana. So True Patriot says Guyana is south of Venezuela above um, Colombia. Okay. See, I've heard of Venezuela and Colombia. Never heard of Guyana. So, like I said, why are we hearing about it now? Because there's money to be made. It's simple, man. See, Is that where all the cocaine's coming from now? They're probably. That's where China probably. sends their, their fentanyl ingredients. <coughs> right. It has that has to have something to do with either human trafficking or drug trafficking or, like you said, oil or something. Oh yeah, totally. Um. So, were, were you? Um. Did you watch any of the? Uh, the committee that they had the other day, they had three presidents of colleges come in and talk about anti-Semitism and the protesting that are going on on their campuses. So yeah, they, I watched a clip at the end of it where they said something really stupid. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I think the stupidest thing that they said was, um, well, we're not going to go after, we accept everybody's version of free speech in this country. 
unless you're a Republican. And then they, we end those conferences. You don't even let them on our campuses, but see, I, I, I go back, man. This, this lady literally says we will intervene when action takes place. So basically referring to genocide. So right. we will, once we see genocide starting, then we'll intervene. So once we watch people start dying and getting attacked, then we'll do something about it. So this statement did not go very well whatsoever. And um, new statement, this is from Penn State or Penn University um, President Liz McGill, who, who made one of these comments originally about this. A hundred million dollars stopped coming into their school after that comment she made. Wow. So, so today she gets it and goes, I want to, I want to be clear. Uh, and then she literally goes back and says the opposite of what she said in front of our Congress when asked questions to, because, and it was, is it because she realized, whoops, I made a faux pas or whoops, I didn't mean to say what I said, or it came out wrong or something. No, 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 no. It's because we lost a hundred million dollars and I'm about to lose mm -hmm. my damn job. So I better get on TV right now and, and backtrack this. Right. Well, I hope the losses continue to pile up there. Oh, I do too. I hope that Harvard, all the schools that were involved in this and anyone else that's dealing with this, because I'm all about protest until you get violent. You know, we've been watching people not have their Christmas tree lightings because Palestinians are over there um, protesting these events to get back at the Jews. And I'm still scratching my head trying to figure that one out because I've never met a Jewish family with a Christmas tree. But um, right. then today they have the menorah is it the menorah is that what it's called That's the, the candle the can yeah, yeah. The candle they, yeah they had the the because today i guess is hanukkah the first day of and yeah they had the menorah lighting and there were no protests you know you figured but they like, protested the christmas but they tree. protested the christmas trees and they're trying to say that it's about getting back at the jewish people it's like no you, all you're doing is getting back at the christians who right. aren't involved in this war that would be you guys who are running and operated by George Soros more than likely. And there sure were a lot of Palestinians in New York city. Yes, there are. And in Chicago and in a lot of these. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, get out of the cities. My friends pretty telling. Yeah. You get out of the cities. Yeah. Get out of the cities. Um, more information is coming more and more out of Georgia, the fraud dealing with the elections. Um, 2056 felons illegally voted. 66,248 under 18 voted, 2,423 weren't registered at all, 1,043 used a P.O. box, 4,926 voted past the regulated date, 10,315 died before the election, 395 voted in two states, 15,700 moved out of state, 40,279 changed counties. Um... Trump and 18 others charged 41 count exposing election theft. We're the ones that they're going after. So once again, they're going after the people that are exposing it. They're not going after the people that yes. created the problem. Um, like I said, you're not going to fix a broken system with a broken system because the broken system is trying to keep you from noticing the broken system. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, it's, a yeah I think so. it's a mess. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's a gigantic mess. Um, you know, which makes me <laughs> thankful for some of the people that are, having a little bit more courage, you know, um, Kelsey Grammer, um, he's still around. Yeah. He's a uh, Frazier. Yeah. He's and, pretty outspoken. And he, um, has been losing yeah his gigs because he has been very outspoken for Trump. Um, Mark Wahlberg calls out Hollywood Democrats and says 
If you don't like the USA, please leave and take your friends Alec Baldwin, Cher, Jennifer Lawrence, Miley Cyrus, Barbara Streisand, Matt Damon, Oprah, and Colin Kaepernick with you. <laughs> Kaepernick. Yeah. Yeah. Knee boy. Yeah, knee boy. Uh, hey, they can yeah. all leave. Pack it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm only going to read a portion of this. Um, this fits in with our show last night, guys. And this is just as sad as can be. And I'll probably go into detail with this one when she comes back on a Wednesday. But meet the Hernandez family. So over the past few months, Georgia state government has ripped this family apart because one of their daughters has a medical condition that the court refused to acknowledge. This all started when Matt and Tucky his wife noticed that some swelling in the lower legs of Emma, who was their infant daughter, they took her to the pediatrician who did some blood work and referred them to an ER after an x-ray of her legs, the hospital's child abuse physician reported possible child abuse. Despite the fact that the blood work results indicated a genetic disorder as the reason for her injuries. So GADFCS authority seized Emma and placed her with her aunt and her uncle. Two weeks later, a caseworker visited the Hernandez home and determined that their older daughter, Aria, is obviously happy and well cared for. The next day, Tucky was arrested for battery and cruelty to children. Matt is not allowed to communicate with his wife nor the children um, any of their daughters. So while the aunt and uncle's care, Emma developed a rash on her feet. They, um, the state took Emma from them and sent her to the hospital where she was put on a feeding tube and given other treatments without any of the family's knowledge or consent uh, because they had been removed from the family. The state took Emma from them um, and sent her to the hospital. So at their first visitation, Matt noted that both Emma and Aria had signs of neglect, including cold, molted skin, and decoloration of one of Emma's legs. The foster parent dismissed his concerns and the DC or the DFCS had no interest in hearing them either. So after months of fighting to get copies of Emma's medical records, um, they um, got, finally got him in the court and the judge didn't even want to listen to this. <sighs> so it's, it's literally, it's a different version of the same exact thing that our guests talked about last night. That's just, I would lose my freaking mind. Oh, I, well, that's the thing, though, is that you, you get a little angry, yeah. which most parents, any good parent crazy. would do. And then they're like, see, Psychotic. you are crazy. And yeah. then it gives them an excuse right. to keep them. I mean, this is it's like a it's a tough situation because mm-hmm. you want to fight for your kids. But if you fight too little or too hard, they're going to keep your kids. For and, one, just go yeah. see a homeopathy, a homeopathic doctor. You just stay away from, I mean, you know, there's some good doctors out, out there. Well, Don't get me these, wrong. these are court orders. Oh, they were court ordered? Yeah. It was no different than yeah. our guest last night who on the, the paper she got said that she had to go get at a psychological evaluation at the office. And then the doctor said, well, let's just do it over the internet. Yeah. But at the beginning, she went to a regular doctor. Originally. Okay. But they so wouldn't hear it. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's yeah, where you it. don't yeah. go. You go to a homeopath doctor. Well, they went to their pediatrician, the one that their kids mm. always gone to. So they figured that they could trust them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, where is the justice law filter exactly? I don't trust my pediatricians after nope. the vaccine thing. Nope. I don't it's hard to uh, trust, trust them at all. I don't trust courts. I don't trust, I don't trust lawyers. I don't trust doctors. I don't trust any of this stuff. I would say in that situation, it's really good when you have some really nasty friends. Yeah. 
I, I hate to say it like that. But. Yeah, Love is Alive, I know that. Um, but you start off going, taking your children to a natural uh, homeopathic doctor. You don't have to be moved around. Yeah, they this this family right here took it to their normal, normal pediatrician doctor. before That's the court the big said. mistake right there. Yeah, then the court decided where the kid was mm-hmm. going to go and just sent him to the hospital. Yeah. Um, without the parents even knowing about it. Mm-hmm. So, well, I it's got tough. some crazy news today. So apparently prostitutes and cocaine are not tax write-offs. How do I know this? Because Hunter Biden <laughs> has been charged with nine tax related charges and a new indictment. He was indicted today on nine charges in California. Um, I saw that several felonies, like nine, nine felonies. And it literally says in there, it gives the amounts he spent like over $700,000 in prostitutes over a couple of year periods. So it, it rounded off money. to like $160,000 a month. Like, Man, that's a lot of antibiotics. That's more money than most people <laughs> make in two years, three years, four years. His What he spent on prostitutes in one month was more money than people, oh, yeah. than that's, most people make in like a four-year, five-year. a year. decade yeah. or some. Crazy. Yeah, you're making 70000 a year. That's a decade of your pay. I know, man. You know, but hey, all those that laptop and all the footage and material that you're seeing out there, that's all fake because we know that a guy that spends that much money on prostitutes wouldn't possibly be sex trafficking people or children or doing anything you else. You know, he's spent a lot more than that on cocaine. I'm sure cocaine's more expensive than prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. These may have been some really high-priced prostitutes or you know but or the cocaine i mean any of this stuff you know they keep saying oh this is not real he was a drug addict then but he's not now this was this is all within like the last like four or five years you know what i'm saying so it's not anything you know they try to make it sound like it was his past past oh no the right. drug abuse was way in his past and it's like well, what does way in his past mean you know what, three weeks when three i hear way in his time. past i'm assuming like 10 to 15 to 20 years and i'm all about rehabilitation right. I'm a great Turn example. Like, no, that was three hours ago. Yeah, exactly. But it, oh, oh, way in his past. Well, I mean, meaning it wasn't in the last 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So now we've got um, the shooter, the shooting that took place over in Vegas yesterday. Turns out was another liberal professor. Um, and then, and, and they, there's a weird connection here. We'll get to it in a second. Austin had a mass shooting who killed two cops and four others have been identified as Shane James, 34. Te- um, he was connected to the Texas Organizing Project, which is funded by George Soros. And the other guy was connected to the same connection. Another George Soros connection. Of course it is. And and they and none of this got talked about on, on um other than you yeah. know um you know us finding it in articles on online. None of this was covered on any news today, on any of the channels. They basically walked away from it quicker than anything. Well, they know how fast we find out information. <clears throat> and I don't know if he's still alive or not. Um, I'd imagine if he is, he ain't going to be alive very long. Mm-mm. But once again, they all seem to have a connection, either being liberal, all of them, every one of them. They keep trying to blame conservatives for being the ones that are crazy walking around shooting people. And I can't tell you the only one was the Buffalo guy who they accused of being a conservative. And then guess what you found out? He was another Antifa, Black Lives Matter supporting liberal. So it was all lies. And they get rid of it. 
They don't talk about it. Moments of conservative, they hold it in the media for three weeks, three months, trying to get you to give up your guns. Yeah, when's the last time a conservative actually went in and shot something up like that? We don't. You know why? Because we're at work. We've got jobs. We're, we're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I walk around with my gun right there on my side. Most, you know, many places that I go. Does anybody look at me or fear me? No, everybody comes up and talks. You know what I'm saying? We don't live in this kind of world, you know? Um, and I'm all about open carry. Like, I'd rather see open than concealed because it's at least you're not hiding it. Um, right. Yeah, this it's we it's a crazy world. Like I said, they're all they're trying to do is remove our ability to protect ourselves. So when they get their little sleepers awake here in our country, all the migrants that are coming over, 12,000 came over Arizona border yesterday. Biggest oh, number ever. That's crazy. Down in Tucson. Yep. Down in the Tucson area. Man, they're, oh, I feel so sorry for the border patrol there. Oh, I know they're being overwhelmed. They're just getting so, yeah. Their hands are tied. Which the if they part. want an infiltration, they need five to 10 million. Yep. At least. Mm-hmm. Oh no, they're working on it. Right. Millions have come over and, and, you know, it's, and it's funny too. They, it's not like they don't know because we see, I always go and read comments, you know what I'm saying? Cause to me, um, the tweets that are put out are one thing, but the comments are a great indication of how people feel about it. You know? So they're like, well, maybe they, they don't realize that they well really they realize well. because they're like, forget giving money over to other countries. How about our border? And, and it's like, 99% of the comments out of like mm-hmm. thousands of comments all say the same exact thing. Oh, well, and the fact right. that they're getting what, $5,000 when, when they come over? Yeah, $5,000. $5,000 visa card, visa a cell phone, and a place to stay. stay. Exactly. They're kicking the vets out of the out of all the hotels and putting them in there. What does that tell you? Yeah. Well, I noticed that today driving to get my son, uh, they're building all these row condominiums or townhouses and they're very small and they're very on the road. I was like, people around our area don't typically live in those. They won't typically get a spot minutes. where the door's right outside and you got to walk three steps and you fall off your retaining wall. You're in the road. Yeah. Like that's not something that typically sells around here. Mm-hmm. And they're putting up a ton of them. And our population isn't growing that much. It doesn't make sense who's buying all these. Yeah. So I think there's, I think they're building them for illegals to house illegals. No, I, I agree. And like I said, we, we need to do this. I mean, yeah, 15 um, minutes it is. Yeah. Mayorkas comes on and says, uh, that border wall is vi- or building a border wall is violence. So this is the guy who's running the show right now down there at the border. The border wall is violence. This is why, you know, they claim that they're doing something. He'll they literally get in front of Congress and be like, we've got it all in control. And then he'll come back the next day and be like, Border wall equals violence. Um, right. Oh. And words are violence and speech is violence and everything except for violence is violence. Yeah. And when somebody's violent, it's usually on it, that side yeah, and it's the, not violent. Exactly. It, it, well put. Exactly. The only thing that's not violent in our country is violence <laughs> because it's liberal that are doing all this stuff. Um, finally, uh, just, you know, be aware that there was three attacks on three different water grids in the country by Al Qaeda or one mm-hmm. of those big, one of those groups I think it was Al Qaeda. Um, and then right here, um, award-winning senior journalist Greta Van Susteren warns American citizens do not come to Washington, D.C. until Mayor Bowser calls out the National Guard. It's too dangerous. Congress has security. The president does. The mayor does. But what about the rest of us? Nope. Right. 
You know where that's so, going. You know, if I needed, I think that's in any city, you better be careful, better be caring. Oh yeah. I mean, if I needed a reason not to go to DC, oh, you know, that a was a good it. one, but I already had like, you know, um, almost 500 reasons not to go. Right. I mean, it's DC's right at the top of my list. Yeah, exactly. But all right, man, well, let's get into our topic. We'll wind down this thing. Cause, uh, we got chatting and, uh, so tonight our topic was bread and circuses and, um, John, do you want to explain to people, you know, I mean, it comes from the Roman times, but do you just want to explain to people what, what bread and circuses were? Right. So bread and circuits were a way to neutralize people that would put up resistance to the Caesar basically. Yeah. By, um, that's where the Coliseum comes from mm-hmm. and the Olympic games. That's where all of that stems from is the bread circus. Gladiators, the boat shows, like everything they would do inside the Coliseum. It's a way right. to pull everybody in and distract them. So they're happy and smiling. Their bellies are full. Their eyes are full um, from entertainment and they're not focusing on the stuff that they need to be focusing on, um, which is the corruption, the tyranny and the, the, political issues that they're having during that time wars corruption right. all, all of that all of these things were literally created and it was it was literally that's where the term bread circuits come from it's to distract the right. people so and it was the uh senators back then that were trying to cover their butts exactly because like you said they had all gone corrupt exactly endless wine flowing is what true patriot says exactly keep the people um drunk full and keep their eyes distracted on, on things and you, and you're not going to focus on what we really need to be focused on. So we have many versions of that today. Um, one of those things is, is professional sports, um, right. Keeps you distracted, keeps you rooting for the team. It also, you know, it, it's a weird, I know this is weird, but it's a form of division because you, you, we all have to pick a side. Right. So it, it's indoctrinating into, into actual division. You've got um, entertainment, movies, concerts. Um, you know, I, uh, the biggest the biggest one today is uh, Taylor Swift. So we had discussed this first. We'll go into this one right here. Is explain to people what you were telling me earlier about um, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Oh, that uh, it's a completely made for an election cycle relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's nothing legitimate about it. These two are both. I think Taylor Swift's a psyop from the day she was conceived. Mm-hmm. I think her inception into the world and Most her purpose that. being served right now was an inception of an psyop from the beginning. No, I agree with that. To 100%. get as many of this generation that's fallen her in into what she preaches all the time. Yeah, they she's mi- got she Miley Cyrus to everybody. Mm-hmm. You're right, and she's got registered to vote booths set up at her concerts yes. to register all these people to vote for Democrats. Exactly. So, she was voted person of the year. Yeah. So Can that's another that? way to get people focused on her. I mean, think about this. What makes the person of the year? In my opinion, the person of the year should be the one that stopped the war from happening or created some crazy, awesome drug like ivermectin that helps cure everything. Um, you know, right. something or, gonna, or the guy that made a car that run on water that was killed. Exactly. That's the person of the year type of material. But they give it to <laughs> someone. It, it, I don't look. In my opinion, she's not very talented. She's kind of whiny. I don't think she's a very good singer. I don't think she's a great musician. Um, I, there's nothing to me that's appealing, um, except for the, it, it's the same thing that they do in general. 
is that they keep focusing on her and telling her name and mentioning her name over and over again. And then, then you, you say something negative about her, you get bullied. Like, Oh, what? You know, right. like I'm a Swifty. You're not, Oh, you're going to hell. You know, so you get bullied out of it. So eventually, um, it's an illusion. It's like people may go there and be like, eh, she's, she's, yeah, she's a puppet. Exactly. G, um, DJ Pooh. Um, it's just, it's disgusting because like I said, she's not, she's talentless. It's a big spectacle. Her tickets are ridiculous. Like my, yes. my, my sister bought some tickets, uh, for my niece and I wish that she would go to any other concert, but this, <laughs> right. um, you know, yeah, but, I agree. um, they were, they were not cheap. Like your cheap tickets are like 500 bucks. Like when I was That's a kid, insane. I'm like, I'm going to go to the cure concert. Ooh, 35 bucks. All right. Well, I I'll spend it. Right. You know, I was all bummed out having to spend 35 bucks on a concert. And now you're like 500 and then, then you've got like $20,000 tickets and right. it's like, dude, for $20,000, I'm not even going to say what you should get for $20,000, you know? Um, it's well, I'm certainly not paying that much for a concert. I won't pay over a hundred usually to go to a concert. Yeah. I better get a car with that signed by Taylor. Right. Signed the car and driven by, by Kelsey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want for $20,000. <laughs> right. Um, but you're right. right. It's, it's a big distraction. It's the same thing they did with Miley Cyrus is they started her off all sweet and innocent. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, oh man, a girl struggling to find a good relationship, you know, like As oh, she they, rides a wrecking ball. Yeah. You know, <laughs> tugging on your heartstrings. You really want to have your kids go to that? No, I know. That's the yeah. thing is that they, they merge, they merge them into all the, well, and look, that's, look at Beyonce. Taylor Swift started completely sweet and innocent mm -hmm. with her little vocals and her yep. little guitar and her little songs that she was putting out. Yep. Same with Beyonce, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears. Look at her. She's well, a no, train wreck. See, that's the thing, though, is that the whole Madonna and Britney, Britney. thing, they stepped down. They, like, mm -hmm. gave up their, their hierarchy and their queen chairs mm -hmm. um, to make room for the Beyonce's and the um, Miley Cyrus's and the Taylor Swift's. So, well, that's why Madonna got a face put on, too. If you're not in that 20 to 30-year-old demographic or... She 15 that. to 25 mm -hmm. year old demographic more or less they're not going to prop you up any longer I know. Yeah. she she paid for that man that face is more like a gag gift <laughs> that's like the oh, equivalent yeah, yeah. of fruitcake on christmas right yeah so <laughs> yeah the entertainment thing it it i've wrestled back and forth with it for like five years now um you know, I stopped watching all sports. I stopped watching baseball. I have, I've loved baseball since I was three years old, like my son does. Um, and it's something I wrestle with because God never says thou shalt not have fun or thou shalt not smile. Thou shalt not have entertainment. You know, it's not something that he directly says. No, but he does say a um, little something, something about idolatry. And that is what he moved into is this is like straight up idolatry. Um, right. So Colossians 317 kind of addresses this. And that is, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the father through him. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and uh, it's like, here, I'll read this. It's like food, wine and money. All these things are morally neutral for wine, for example, is neither good nor evil. It's what we do with it that makes it so Paul points out. That if food does not bring us near to God, we are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, it's tough because I coach baseball. 
Yeah. And the kids I coach, you know, they're 13 now or they're 14. They want to pursue this in high school. Almost every kid on my team wants to continue playing as they go into high school and college. So it's something I have to balance because I kind of, you know, I have to watch, I have to see what's going on in that, in that game to know how to make my kids better at what they're, at what they want to do with, with that craft moving no, forward. And that's the thing though, is that, you know, we need to exercise, you know, sports is a great thing because, you know, it's keeping you away from TV, video games and those things, you know, you're out there, you know, developing teamwork skills, you know, getting along with people working together, you know, I, I competition, I, I think it's a good thing because, you know, it is. I think, you know, even losing is, is I, we said it before, is that you don't learn from winning, but you learn from losing. You know, there's, there's a lot of lessons to be learned in losing. It teaches you how to respect other people. There's a lot of great things that come out of it. Matter of fact, I don't even think it's wrong to look up to somebody, you know, to admire somebody's skills on, on the pitch where they're like, you know what? I would love to be able to play like them. So you watch what they do and you learn from them. It's the point where you, you, like you said, they, they become an idol and right. That's, and, and it's one thing to look at somebody and go, that dude is great because of the amount of work and energy and effort that he put in to get to where he's at right now. Exactly. Cause None of those pro players made it there by not working their butts off. Yeah. You know, you didn't get picked out of a hat to go play football or baseball or hockey. You had to know it. You had to work at it and you had to fail at it over and over again and pick yourself back up to get there. Yeah. In any of those pro sports. You know, when so I'm, yeah, I think it's important to admire the work and the dedication that somebody puts into anything. Exactly. You know, and it's the, it gets to the point though, you know, it's a difference in admiring because, you know, when I was younger, um, I admired Tony Miola, who was the national goalkeeper for the United States soccer team. You know, I was a goalkeeper back then. So he was kind of the one that I looked up to so that I could right. you know, keep myself motivated to become better. Um, but I never idolized him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's the difference in having a poster of them on your wall or having your entire room filled with them. Um, or, right. you know, this is, it's like becomes your whole life. And that's kind of what a lot of these people like the Beyonce's and stuff. But here's the thing though, it's the difference between those people that are trying to be idols, trying to be idolized. Right. And then they push that, you know, forward, but the entertainment industry uses them. So we'd also discuss something, which is, you know, close to my heart. Um, I'm a, I've always been a Jaguars fan. I'm an, I'm an underdog guy. Personally, I, I always like teams that don't perform as well. And I root for them. You know, if, if the lions ever make it to the super bowl, I don't care who they're playing. I'll support the lions. You know what I'm saying? Just because mm -hmm. I like the underdog teams. Um, so this week on Monday, and I love the Vikings too. Matter of fact, Mary, I was a Vikings fan before anything else. Um, and they've been to the super bowl four times and lost four times. Right. So, um, I just want to see the lions make it to a super bowl. Um, but so the Jaguars played on Monday. Um, the quarterback is a Christian quarterback, um, uh, Lawrence. Taylor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, Taylor Lawrence. And he went down um, at the very end of the game with an ankle injury. And he tried to walk himself off the field. And the person who helped him onto his feet was from the Bengals, was from the other team that they were playing. Helped him onto his feet. Um, Trevor went straight down again. Um, he, could, he couldn't put weight on that leg. So that player dropped down to his knee and prayed right there on the field. 
He prayed right for, for Trevor Lawrence right on the spot that, that God worked in his life and, and helped him heal. Okay. And he was on one knee. He was looking at the ground with his helmet off. And then he looked up into the sky and pointed and to God hand motion yeah. up, right? and, and did a like finger to the heart and pointed up to God. Okay. I'm like, Oh, you know what? As disappointed as I am that Trevor Lawrence just got injured, that right there was phenomenal. I want to see more of this. So what ended up it happening? It was because the cameras couldn't hide it because he was right next to Trevor Lawrence. he was right Lawrence next to Trevor the Lawrence. the cameras were on him. Exactly. Right. So tell the chat <laughs> and tell the people that are listening later on what transpired from this. Right. So, you know, obviously the cameras are on him. They can't hide what this guy just did on the field. He just sat down and prayed to God on the field for a team, a player from another team. So the media today, instead of calling it what it was, said that, oh, look at this player observed a moment of silence for Trevor Lawrence when he was on the field. Yeah. And they 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 would not touch the fact that he clearly prayed for him on the field. They called it a moment of silence. And they got absolutely ripped apart on social media for it. The NFL did. Yeah. They did. Which is really cool to the see. The fans, the fans tore the NFL something. I'm not even going to say what they tore, but they certainly tore a big one. And and they went after him so hard because they will support everybody. They will support um, anti-patriotic people kneeling on the field um, against Yelling the National Antifa. Anthem. They will support crooks and allow wife beaters and drug addicts to, well, we'll give you a three-game suspension, but you come back and, and we'll, we'll be your biggest fans and we'll support you. But you try to do something Christian, you hop on a knee and you pray and they will deny it until the very end because that, that sullies up and dirties their reputation. So it absolutely does. So it's disgusting. So then I want to go back to another person. I'm a huge fan of like, I see somebody put Emmett Smith. I love Emmett Smith. I got to meet him as a kid. And that was pretty awesome. He's such a nice guy. Um, segueing into my next part of the conversation. I'm a huge Gators fan. I love the, the Florida Gators. I grew up a Gators fan when I was younger it was one of the closer colleges um, to where I lived. So my father would take me to uh, Gainesville so we could watch these games. So Tim Tebow, who was a phenomenal player, um, I don't care what anybody says, he did great even in the NFL. They just wouldn't get him a chance yes, because did. nobody wanted him. They wouldn't want that reputation on their team. So they would be like, oh, not a good player. It's like he literally brought you back from like being down to like winning games in the playoffs. Like, you know, when he was second string, you know, filling in for somebody that got hurt. He's a right. hardcore Christian, big Christian. I've known Tim Tebow since he was in high school because Tim Tebow went to high school about 30, 45 minutes down the road from where I grew up. And I was a film guy. So I would go out and film these things, um, his games. Um, super awesome guy, super nice guy legit Christian person, even back when he was in high school, the first thing he would ever say is I give the glory to God. You know, it, you, can, right. you can't get into a Tim Tebow conversation without him mentioning God like four or five times. That's a true Christian. Okay. Everything that he talks about involves God and gives praise to the Lord almighty. So he um, gets into the NFL and he scores touchdowns and he hops on his knee. First thing he does is he get he scores a touchdown, goes down to his knee, thanks God, points up to God, and then 
humbly goes off. He doesn't celebrate. He doesn't do these weird, crazy, elaborate um, celebrations. They practiced a hundred times in practice, you know what I'm saying, where the team comes together. None of that stuff. He was very much like Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders went there, did his job, and didn't showboat. Tim Tebow was right. the same way, except he prayed and thanked God for what he's gotten. You know, for not, not for the touchdown, but keeping me healthy and allowing me to do this. You know, thank you, Father. So he gets fined for praying on the field. And he got, and did that stop him? No. Every time he did something awesome or scored a touchdown or threw a touchdown, he'd hop on that knee and pray and then suck up the $1,000 fine or whatever they fined him for. So right. 10,000, I think it yeah, is. Like 10,000. He's like, eh. He's like, worth it. Prayed to God. Love you, Father. 10,000 bucks. Um, so that's why he's not in the NFL any longer. Had nothing right. to do with his ability. He could have ended up being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time if anyone had given him the opportunity to get out there, practice, learn as a first string and given him the same, you know, field time that they give some of these other people. We'll never know because he was a hardcore Christian. He thanked God every single time he did something on the field. And they just didn't want him in the NFL. So they gave him the boot. And and the great thing about Tim Tebow is he's like, eh, no biggie. Right. Well, I'd love to be in the, the game. That's the thing but... with a lot of the players. A lot of the players in these organizations do not agree with what the organization stands for. No. You know, uh, like I said, I started watching baseball again. And I was really surprised when I was watching the Reds how many of the players honored Christ in the post-game interviews if they did something really good. Yeah. And and you know what they'll do? They will straight up, like, you you may catch it live. Like, I want to thank God and give him all the glory. They they they, they will they play it play live because they can't cut it. But if you ever watch an interview after that that's not live, they will cut that out. They will not let you okay. say the word Jesus or thank you, Father in heaven, or my Lord Almighty, my, my Holy Father, none of that stuff. They will cut it out. Um, and I've seen it happen so many times where literally I know what they're about to say because I watched the live version. It'd be like, do you have anything else that you want to say about how you played today? Well, first off, I'd like to thank moving right. on to the next interview. <laughs> and that's and like that person Colossians said, it's okay to be entertained. It's okay to be happy and do something. In fact, it, it would be really hard on men in the world to not have that sports outlet as they're growing up in the society we live in right now. Yeah. In a we, way it keeps we us... have to have a way to get that energy and testosterone out. Exactly. That's positive and it reinforces good behavior. And it's a whole lot better than going out and starting brawls in a bar, <laughs> which the kids that don't have these outlets typically are inner city kids. And you have 14 year olds robbing, you know, stealing cars and getting in shootouts right now. No, yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, like you said, entertainment's great, but we should always be very aware um, of the use of distractions because they do, they keep you focused on that. They keep you distracted and you're listening to this music rather than doing what you need to do. Um, you're focused right. on, on the sports and it becomes your addiction over anything else, which is no different than, you know, like I said, God said, you know, he, did he have a problem with wine? No. Did he have a problem with beer? No. I'm sure he didn't have a problem with marijuana. You know, certain, like I said, God puts these right. things on the earth for our health. What does he say? Use everything um, moderately. Don't over abuse. Don't overuse. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with wine. Like Jesus drank wine, if I'm not mistaken. Well, um, and, and I, I know think that about it, addiction is not that different than idolization. Yeah, no, it really is because you were putting something over anything else. 
that's just it. God isn't the first thing in your life. So it's much easier to become addicted to things. Yeah. And turf, when I say God, doesn't have a problem with marijuana. I'm talking about medical use. I'm not talking about, you know, going off and just getting high every single day playing video games. Um, but it's kind of the same thing, you know, when it comes to alcohol is, uh, you right. know, there, there's certain, um, benefits like Guinness is a great example. It's a high vitamin content, but you know, God doesn't want you getting drunk every single night either. Um, it's right. you know, everything in moderation. And, um, you know, the thing is, is like with marijuana, the problem today, um, especially with that is you've got, um, CBD, which is the health benefits. And what have they gone and done is they've removed the CBD, which is the healthy aspects from it. And you've got like, like 60%, you know, um, THC content and kids right. that, you know, start doing this and, um, instantly, you know, become like basically zombies. You know what I'm saying? It slows down their development, their growth development um, they sit around playing video games all day. It, it, you know, ruins lives, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, but, but alcohol is no different. You know, it's all about moderation. Um, and right. I understand, and, you know, and entertainment's the same way and enter entertainment's the same way in, in every way. Yeah. Cause I know people that are so addicted it... to football, um, is a great oh, example, but that's like their life. Well, that's why they opened up all the gambling online now. I think you can gamble in any state on any mm -hmm. game at any point in time. You yeah. can gamble on plays in games. You can get, get gamble on strikes and balls and, and completions. And that's, I mean, that is solely for distraction. No, it a hundred percent is. And that's the thing is that, you know, we, we should be focused on what we need to be focused on. If, if you're putting anything before God, that's where the problem begins. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, you know, it's, it's like, uh, I understand, um, you know, it's, it's different. They even, you know, they were drinking wine at the wedding, you know, when Christ like turned the water into wine, mm -hmm. um, you know, but the thing is though, is it, are you doing this? Is this an everyday thing? Is it an all day thing? Can you get through your day without partaking in this as well? Um, you know, are you getting, you know, a little buzz and a smile? Are you getting trashed and not remembering anything that happened yeah. that, 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 that day? Exactly. You know, I think a turf said, uh, be sober minded, be filled with the spirit. Amen. And, you know, that's really what it comes down to. But, you know, we talk about drugs, we talk about alcohol, we talk about those things. But like you just said, there's other things that are just that fall straight into that category. Um, entertainment, um, you know, video games. I mean, how is that any pornography, different? pornography? Exactly. There's there's other things that fall right into that whole um, aspect that it consumes people's lives and they're not focusing on the things that they need to. It's distracting them. It's ruining them from relationships, from other things like that. Um, you know, and more importantly, it's filling a void that God can fill for them already. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, you, See, you should find joy in being in the father all the time. Exactly. You should and find joy should in your, the spirit, not the spirits. Right. That should be your point of joy is I got Christ in me. I know where my eternity is. Everything else on this world isn't as important as that. Nah, you know, and I can't even tell you, honestly when the last time i had a pint was i mean it's been it's been years and years and years like it's been long enough to where i can't remember the last time i drank even a guinness now i drank uh i drank some jefferson's reserve when i went camping out of the gorge yeah but i was sitting in my tent camping so sometimes i drink whiskey when i camp. yeah big, yeah it keeps you a little warm during the winter time <laughs> yeah it was 33 degrees out that night so yeah, it was a little bit chilly that night. I think the last time I drank <laughs> was when I tried Bob's wine and one sip was enough. 
<laughs> I was like, I, I gotta go lay down. <laughs> well, I got I got the Scottish alcohol uh, tolerance in me, so yeah, yeah. Well, I was trying it. It's some good stuff, boy. What is it? Eighteen percent, Bob, or is it twenty seven percent? Was it the alcohol? yeah? By the way, alcohol doesn't make you warmer in the cold when you actually drink. No, it, it, it actually kind of does the opposite. It just makes yeah, you it think. lowers your body temperature. It just makes you think you're feeling. It better, should be but... called Bob's right. Killer Wine. Is what it should be called. It's eighteen percent. Eighteen percent wine. Wow, <laughs> that stuff is good. <laughs> One sip will do you though. Yeah, turf. This is a um, Christian podcast. We're literally talking about how things in this world are used to keep us distracted it's a uh, bread and bread and circus we're talking about this evening and everything that falls into that category right <laughs> that's funny but that was the thing and, too and is you know the powers that be know these things they deliberately put them out there obviously that's why they traffic humans to drugs but well no, that's what i'm saying though. that's part of the distraction too the fentanyl coming overboard um you know our children are getting caught up into all these things but like I said, is the reason we even brought up any of these like, you know, alcohols or anything like that is because those are things that we talk about. Those are yeah. things that we recognize. Those are things that they have counselors for. Um, right. But then you've got the other things too. Like I said, like you said, pornography, all the entertainment, it, it all comes down to this is, is how much are you focused on one thing over another? And that's the problem that we have. And it's becoming a bigger problem too, is because we still have that understanding, you know, growing up as to what is what. And that there's distractions. Like I said, we, we come from a different time. These new generations don't know any different. When I was in school um, back in the in the early 90s, um, we, you know, we like people would go out and drink beer on Friday nights. You know what I'm saying? You had people that would smoke pot, but you didn't really talk about it. And you certainly didn't hear anybody, you know, anyone that did coke or heroin or any of those other things kept it to themselves completely. Um, yeah. Now we're living in a time, a completely a time today where alcohol is like parents are, are buying it for their kids. Um, marijuana is something that people admit publicly without a problem. Cocaine is something that they do socially without any issues. I don't even know if right. there's anything left that people won't discuss and do publicly any longer you know what i'm saying we're at the point and that's now one of where... the things right well we were younger that's one of the things that kept us i think helped keep us on the straight and narrow a little bit more was there was a social um aspect to it that really looked down on you if you were smoking weed that's what i'm saying and that was and like i said you that know? was i mean i'm only saying the 90s because i existed in that time and like i said it right. was it was a huge stigma behind it um, today, yeah, there's no social shaming anymore for that stuff. No, zero social shaming. And like I said, his beer is like, it, it, it was no different than us drinking Pepsi back then. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, pff, that's just beer or that's just alcohol. Oh, you're smoking. I mean, like I said, everything, the perspective of everything has changed, which makes it a very dangerous world. And then you've got the indoctrination of the school. The worst thing that happened in our school is the removal of um, prayer and religion. Now they won't even let you be proud of your country and, you know, mm -hmm. and salute the flag any longer. Um, you know, so where are we going to be in another five years? Where are we going to be in another 10 years? Um, you know, and this is one of the things I feel too, is that, you know, God had a, a very loving soft spot for the children. Um, all of us are his children, but I'm talking about, you know, especially the little ones, you know, he says, you know, tying a millstone around your neck, you'd be better off tossing yourself off that cliff than to corrupt the mind of a child. Um, you know, this is why it's important for us to teach these kids properly, to have them raised with religion, to have them understand the dangers of toxins, explain to them what addiction is, 
Um, but now we've gotten to the point now where they're even indoctrinating the parents who are living vicariously through their children. They want their children to have the popularity that they may not have had when they were in school. So they're um, helping their kids go down the wrong path rather than helping right. them go down that right path. It all begins with God. It all begins with raising your kids in that aspect, but also being not ashamed to have these discussions with your children. And now there's, they're even to the point now where they consider conversations like this abuse. So if a parent, you know, right. warns their kids of the dangers of homosexuality or transgenderism, what happens to the family? They get their kids taken away from them because they consider this abuse now. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I got good parents on my baseball team. I'll say that because I talk to my kids on my team about these things. No, that's good. It, you know, and that's the thing yeah. too, is that, you know, we first, it, it's our, our family. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like we are responsible for our family. So if my kids grow up corrupt and it was because, or, or bad, and it was because I wasn't teaching them the right way. Who's going to be held responsible for that first? Me. Right. God's going to hold me responsible for that because it was my job to raise my family to know better. Now, it's different that if I'm a good dad and I'm teaching my kids the right way and they go to school and become indoctrinated, um, I'm not going to be held accountable because I did what I was supposed to do. Um, right. you know, but I also should have removed my kid from that situation, taken him away from you that should, school. Yeah, right. You know, Which so, is what I did. I pulled mine out of school. No, exactly. You know, so we have a, a responsibility. Um, we have a responsibility as adults in order to um, – make sure that our kids are going up properly and the schools aren't doing it. The parents aren't really doing it any longer, but you know, but what does it all come down to? It comes to the, the, the lack of the relationship with our heavenly father. That's where it all starts. And, you know, fortunately I'm starting to see more and more people come to God. Um, I myself, you know, it was, it was just like five or six years ago that I ended up, you know, really finding, you know, to begin that journey and that finding that relationship with God. I'm seeing more and more people now, but that now they go full force because they see what's happening in the world. And they realize that we're kind of at a lack of time, you know, we're in a short time scale. Um, right. but you know, what happens now? So we saw during COVID and I'll end with this, um, before we get into prayer, but what happened during COVID, you know, they went after the kids and kept them at school. So they were denied, you know, proper educate. Well, I won't say proper. It was probably the best thing that ever happened because parents got to watch what they were being taught in school. Then they went after the, um, the elders, you know, which are just as important as the children because the elders lived a different lifetime than we did. They're wiser than we did. They had a connection with God. Most of them were taught about that and they went to church and so forth. So what happens if you kill off and you remove the elders? Wisdom dies with them. We have right. that um, in our generation, you know, which is, is starting to slowly die off. So what happens in another generation if our kids don't know God at all? or they don't understand addiction or, or that they're being indoctrinated. Everything goes downhill. And then we literally live in the world of idiocracy, like that movie that is kind of becoming a documentary. I mean, we're seeing it right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Soylent green. Yeah. Soylent green. I know we're, we're going to some very weird times. And, and the thing, you know, we say this, we say this often is that, you know, God gave us today. He didn't promise tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So there's no better time to ask God to find that relationship, to repent, to start working, to be a better person, spreading that gospel, doing whatever you can to serve the Lord than today or yesterday. Yesterday was even a better time than today is. Um, you know, so 
that's kind of where we focus on right now is trying to help those people and guide them and get them to that point to where hopefully we can help one person wake up and then they start doing the same exact thing and helping other people. Um, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, there's two ways. Like I said, some people are fortunate enough just to find that love, the glory of God, and that's what pulls them into um, becoming spiritual and seeking that relationship with Christ. Then you've got the other people that really need to see how evil evil is and how real the devil is before they start finding their way over to, to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Nonetheless, it's definitely a more dangerous way to go. It's definitely a more dangerous way to go. <laughs> um, you know, but we're starting to see that now is because people are starting to panic. You know what I'm saying? They're starting to see everything that we were called conspiracy theorists for, talking about the new world order, the one world religion, like all of this stuff, which lines up um, with revelation in every way. But they try to call us conspiracy theorists. And then, you know, eventually they're going to try to say that religion is conspiracy theory. Yeah, I'm sure they'll get there. That mm-hmm. God's a conspiracy. Yeah, I, I agree. mean, they've tried it. They've already, I think they already they're tried pushing all the time. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. just a group of men that came up with this thing to keep everybody in line. Yeah, JD never says COVID. I, I just call it, rather than the PSYOP, the time of the psyop, I call yeah. it the COVID time because everybody knows what I'm talking about. But we're about to go into the next psyop, which is what white lung, yeah, disease yeah. or something like that. Your legs falling off, disease or something. I know there was actually a, there was actually an article um, that someone found that was that was the the health organization who and so forth um, that were literally talking about what they had planned between 2024 and 2027. And how they planned on doing it, where they were going to start it. <laughs> Apparently, this one starts in Minnesota. Yep. Um, the vaccines that they're going to work on. So they always, you can find it's the script. Being, you, sorry. you can find the script out there somewhere. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning more and more towards these chemtrails are having an effect on people's lungs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I play Call of Duty with two people in Germany and a couple of people in New York. Um, and by the way, thank you all for the prayers for my. Uh, friend's daughter Sophia. She's doing a lot better. She was paralyzed, and they couldn't figure out why. Oh, uh, wow! She lost all all use of her lower extremities. Oh yeah, and uh, some kind of infection. They weren't sure. They never figured out what it was, but she's doing better. See, that's um, the thing. These are the testimonies that need to go out, man. It's the people that question God, and I see it, you know, often. Like, is there really a God? And it's like, how can you not look around? And how can you look around at everything in this world and ask me that question? You know, right? Of course, there's but, a God, uh, and there's examples of all, miracles every day. There is, but all four of them, even the ones in Germany, have the same exact issue that Punky's had, that Douglas has had, that you've had, of this oh, cough yeah. that just won't go away. Yeah. Oh you yeah, know, the one that and, made me and they deaf. don't have a lot of other symptoms, but they have this chronic cough that just won't leave them. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the crap falling out of airplanes <laughs> that leave little right. streaks in I the mean, sky. Yeah. 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 Well, anyways, um, great conversation. Um, you know, obviously we'll get back into this uh, on next week. Um, we ran out of time. We're actually overtime. It's twelve eleven. So <clears throat> everyone would bow their heads. We will get into a little bit of prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another day. Thank you for bringing us all together, giving us a, a just wonderful family to come together and pray, to have these discussions and hopefully come to an understanding and get a game plan of how we can head out and spread that gospel and to serve you in the best way so we can. Dear Lord, the 
closer we get to you, the harder the devil comes after us. And he tries to intervene in our lives and tries to get us off track, distract us like the breads in the circus that we were talking about earlier. Um, confuse us as to what's right and what's wrong, dear Lord, where the answers are all in scripture. So dear Lord, please continue to let us build better faith every day. We, we are all sinners and we're working every single day to become better people. And tomorrow we'll be better people than we are today. Dear Lord, never, um, never let us miss a day where we're not thanking you for everything that you bless us with. There's so many things on this earth, so many miracles every single day. Many of it, most of it we take for granted, dear Lord, but there's so many blessings. Just the fact that you had the patience with us to get us to the point now where we are seeking that relationship, walking that narrow path, trying to help other people out, dear Lord. I thank you so much for those blessings. Dear Lord, I ask today that um, you pray for uh, name and uh, she's going through. She uh, was positive for invasive um, ductal cornucoma. Last week, um, July, or excuse me, July will be our 30th year anniversary. And dear Lord, they're just asking for prayers to help them get through these times right now. Dear Lord, we ask that you answer the prayers that we pray for all the people that are going through health issues right now. Pray, answer the prayers for Amanda, dear Lord, who had her children taken from her just because she was religious. She was spreading truth and they ended up going after dear Lord. And we've seen multiple examples of this in this world where Kids are being taken away from their parents and the parents are doing the right things, but the people that are indoctrinating and misleading their kids are just fine. Dear Lord, we have a lot of changing to do in this world. But first, dear Lord, always get into our hearts and remind us the importance of praying for our enemies and to sincerely mean it, not just the words coming out of our mouth as we pray for our enemies, but to mean it in our hearts, dear Lord. We've seen many examples in the Bible. I always use Paul as the example of people that were questionable at one point, but ended up being your greatest servants in some way or another. We've seen you change the heart of Nebuchadnezzar and others, dear Lord. So we know that even the most evil people that walk this earth right now can find goodness in their hearts and change and utilize the evil that they've done in order to expose their enemy's tactics so we have a better understanding of how to fight these people. But it all starts with prayer. It all starts with love. It all starts with that relationship with you and the faith that we develop more and more every single day, dear Lord. So once again, instead of destroying the evil's army, let's build your army bigger and bigger every day by taking them from the evil army and move them over to this side, dear Lord, where they can find you and accept you into their heart the same way that you have with us. Give us the patience, dear Lord, that you had with us that we can have with other people as we navigate these chaotic times, dear Lord. But you told us everything that we needed to know. You gave us all of the heads up, the prophecies and so forth for watching unfold day by day, dear Lord. So continue to give us the courage, the inspiration, the love, the strength that we're going to need, the discernment, the wisdom to know how to utilize the knowledge that we have in this world in a way that benefits people and not harms people. Dear Lord, let us be prepared for this great battle that we're walking into. Let us repent every single day, dear Lord, and to help other people find that one person in this world that can give them that chance at salvation, which is Jesus Christ, dear Lord. But never let us stop working on ourselves either, dear Lord, because we're not perfect. We're not Christ. We strive to be Christ-like, dear Lord, but we've got a long way to go because we are all sinners in a world that is designed to distract us and designed to keep us sinners. So, dear Lord, 
Let us just work with each other. Let us have patience for one another. Let us continue to pray for one another. Unify, not divide. Come together. As one person falls in that narrow path, dear Lord, let others be strong to lift them up and let them do the same for us on those days where we have weakness and we have doubt. But we are grateful, dear Lord, for everything that you have blessed us with, including life, including the freedoms that we have, including the wisdom that we gain every single day to have a better understanding as to what's happening in this world and what we can do to make great change. Dear Lord, one day we're going to be home as you call us home, but we're not there yet. We're still on this earth. So let us do on earth as you do in heaven, dear Lord, make changes, protect these children, protect the elders, lead them in a great way, dear Lord, to where they're doing the right thing and not being distracted by the wrong thing. Dear Lord, please keep evil and temptation out of our lives and let us do everything that we can to hone the skills that you have given us in our entire lives. We are so thankful for everything you bless us with. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. 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 Good, great. Beautiful, brother. Thank you. Um, great conversation as well. Like it's the one thing about Thursdays is we get to we, you know, cover the scripture, we cover the other things, but we kind of get to go off and talk about some deeper topics. And, you know, this is a world of corruption, and it's hard enough, you know being good people ourselves, you know, but then we're in a world that constantly tries to make us bad people. They're going after the children. And it's almost like, I don't even, if I had a child, I wouldn't want to release them from my sight ever. You know what I'm saying? Like anywhere yeah, they tough. went, I'd go to, um, I wouldn't send them to school. I'd have them at home teaching them everything that I possibly could. Um, we've got a lot of work to do here on this world while we're here. Like I said, Jesus is going to call us home. We don't know when that day, we don't know when that time is. So there's no point in us sitting on our hands right now because the devil uses idle hands to do his bidding and his work. So, which is why it's important that we keep on serving God and doing his work. That Amen, is brother. Amen. So uh, do you, you have anything you want to round out for the evening before we take off? I know we're running real late tonight. <laughs> no, I mean, okay. you know, have fun. Enjoy yourselves. Be entertained. Do things that are enjoyable. But make sure you keep God as your focus and everything. First and foremost. First exactly. And foremost. First and foremost. The only thing that do it to honor him. There's only one thing in this world that should not be a moderation, and that's Father. You know Absolutely. Everything else moderate. Everything else be very cool about the way you do it. Don't overdo anything. But there's no such thing as overdoing a relationship with God. Matter of fact, you should. <laughs> But anyways, I want to thank you so much, man. Great episode tonight. Um, living as well. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, we are going to be back on Monday. This is the uh, holiday hoopla going on in our area. So we're going to um, go out there, meet some of the people in our new community, get to know some people and just have a really good time. Um, a lot yes. of, a lot of Christians. And this, this is like a 90% Christian community, which is awesome. So you know that the people that you're going to be meeting are good people. And I'm just very excited to see that. So, um, John, I hope to see you down here. Matt and Hev, guys, I hope that you come on down as well. Maybe Footloose is listening. He'll come down and skate with us. Uh, watch the the uh, decorations going in downtown, our little parade. Little parade we're having at 6 p.m. Exactly. So it's going to be cool. pretty mm -hmm. exciting. But um, I want to thank you, John. Thank you, oh. Living. All of you out here, um, we love you all very, very much. Those of you listening here in chat, those are going to be listening to later on, God bless you all. Continue yes. to do everything that we need to do. Remember that this season right here is about one thing and one thing only, and that is the birth of our father, or at least a celebration of the birth of our father. Um, most important time of this year. And uh, I know they're doing everything they can to materialize it, to keep you focused on the superficial aspects and so forth. But we cannot forget the reason for the season. And that's Jesus Christ. 
So, guys, I love you very, very much. Uh, thank you for listening to Kilted Christian episode 501, MSM Liars Thursday. We'll be back on Monday, um, getting right back in the nitty-gritty. We're going to have uh, Dustin Nemos on Tuesday, and then we're going to have Amanda back um, on Wednesday to finish the story. So it's going to be absolutely amazing. And then we're going to have MSM Liars on Thursday, and we're going to have uh, Douglas back here on Friday for Chasing Squirrels. So, have an absolutely beautiful weekend. I love you all very, very much. Make sure that you stay warm. Go out and do something that makes you feel good. Get into some scripture. Read the Bible. Go to church. Walk outside barefoot if it's not too cold. Put a puzzle together. Spend time with your family. Do something that makes you smile. Stay away from the news. All it's going to do is ruin your weekend. And we'll, sadly, we'll bring it to you on Monday because the news never stops. <laughs> but guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful weekend. And I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rockets regular, the bombs bursting in there gave proof through the night that our flag. Have an absolutely beautiful weekend. Thank you for listening to Kilter Christian episode 501 MSM Liars Thursday. Don't forget, we are very fortunate enough to know how this ends because God told us it's in Revelation. God wins. So fear not, stress not, let go of the anxiety, keep in prayer, hold that line, serve Christ as much as possible, spread that gospel from nation to nation, unify. We're going to get through this together. We're going to get through this with our leader, Jesus Christ and God. We're going to be just fine. Guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful weekend and God bless.